0: If you're looking for some tasty, relaxing treats, then I cannot more highly recommend our friends at Solace Meds. If you need some flour, maybe you need a little Dixie Elixir, some CBD, some CBN, whether it's edibles, concentrates, they've got it all. They'll hook you up with 20% off and a free Solace Bar or King Cone with promo code DNVR20 if you're going into any one of their super convenient locations. They got one in Wheat Ridge, one off Broadway, one just blocks away from the DNVR bar right there on East Colfax, and one up in Fort Collins for our Rams friends out there. So absolutely check them out if you're curious. You can also go online, S-O-L-A-C-E SolaceMeds.com. That's S-O-L-A-C-E Meds.com. Use that promo code DNVR20. They got all kinds of fantastic promos going on all the time. Right now, Dix Elixirs are two for 30 bucks. They got 20% off Spectra, 25% off Ripple. Their Silver Shell Flower is 15% off in August. They're always giving you great deals. They've got knowledgeable bud tenders, people who know the product can get you whatever you need, whether you're looking for something fancy, a little more luxury or something a little more budget. Our friends at Solace Meds will take care of you. And again, don't forget to use promo code DNVR20. welcome into the dnvr rockies podcast brought to you by StravaCraft craft coffee don't forget to use the promo code dnvr 25 you'll save 25 percent off your purchase of that cbd infused deliciously rich and potentially life-altering StravaCraft coffee I'm your host Drew Cresman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me for this episode is the voice of the Colorado Rockies on AT&T SportsNet and the host of the Drew Goodman podcast. It's Drew Goodman. What's happening Drew? How are we doing? Feeling feeling good. Got it. feel I'll tell you what, goody. For people who are in the business of baseball. Uh boy, did we get some treats over the last couple of days. Uh One of the oldest cliches, I've said it on this show, I'm sure you've said it several times on the air, is that when you show up to the ballpark, flip on the TV, turn on the radio with our friends Jack and Mike, you never know what you're going to get. So what was more wild? The Colorado Rockies playing an incredibly long game that went extras that was only supposed to go seven and ended with a starting pitcher playing right field, or this year's road Rockies going into LA and just playing an incredibly solid baseball game where they never fell behind and the bullpen slammed the door shut and they won with relatively little fuss.
1: Well, that's a good, that's an interesting question. Um, you know, Chicago, the, the three games there didn't go as you would like. The Cubs are reeling, um, not very good. Um, you know, the Rockies are better than the Cubs right now. So it's disappointing. Uh when you look at it uh you know from a macro standpoint and see that they lost two of three, you know Senza pitched a great game on Monday. They're up four to one in the eighth and and we know what happened there with the walks and then uh you know Bard has been struggling, so that was mm-hmm. tough uh gutty way to come back in game two. it took ten innings uh that was an impressive win. Uh, But in terms of playing the game really well from start to finish and and all of the elements of good baseball, as you were alluding to, Drew, that win last night uh, in L.A., and we know how good the Dodgers are, and we know how great they are at home, and we know how tough it's been for the Rockies to beat the Dodgers anywhere, especially L.A., I I would defer to that game last night. Um, And, again, you got a great start from – Kyle Freeland, what is that, 11, 12 in a row? I think it's 12 in a row. It's 12 starts in a row. He's got a a two-and-a-half ERA. He's been marvelous. He's been the 2018 version after, you know, playing catch-up his first five starts after being out for a couple of months. And you you got long balls. uh, And and some of the guys that we've watched improve in front of our eyes, you know, Elias Diaz hitting his 15th home run already. And – uh, the bullpen was really good. Bard slides out of the ninth inning. He was good in the eighth, and then after, you know, the, they called it a base hit. But I'm, I'm sure Brendan Rogers will tell you that's a play he's got to make in the ninth inning at any time. And yeah. uh, but you know, three straight strikeouts for Carlos Estevez. So I'm going to defer to that one. I, it was uh, it was a really well played baseball game, and they defeated a great team that is super hot in their domain.
0: Yeah. Uh, in addition to all the things you said, you know, about the Dodgers uh, being good, they have, they have so much to play for. This is also not, you know, I, I feel like the Rockies have at times in years past been in this situation. Um, whether the Rockies were, it was a 17 and 18 and they were competing for spots as well, even with the Dodgers or other years where the Rockies were maybe out of it more. And they were so far out in front. They were already starting to rest guys by this point. Right. We remember those years with the Dodgers, but they're, they do not want to play a one game wild card to decide their season with everything they've done and, and the additions they made at the trade deadline. And they are still trailing those San Francisco giants. They saw them lose. They knew the giants have lost. And so in their minds, you know, they've just got to take care of business here. They were coming with everything. They were by no means letting up on the gas because they're the Dodgers and they're overlooking the Rockies. They're trying to win that ball game. And the Rockies came with everything they had and, and, got him good and it was it was a really enjoyable baseball game to, to watch.
1: It, it was a really enjoyable baseball game yes the dodgers are playing for a ton it's not like the dodgers are going through the motions by uh, any stretch of the imagination they did have a bullpen day but you know the kid Jackson who they who threw the bulk of the innings threw the baseball very well uh, charlie you know charlie basically Came out and said, you know, if he's going to fire that heater, I'm going to jump on it. And he jumped on a 100 mile an hour fastball. He got the barrel out and drove it out of the ballpark, as you know, just the second road home run uh, of the year. You know, when you talk about the the Dodgers and the Giants, as wonderful a year as the Giants have had and, and they've been the surprise team in baseball. Now I put them uh, above the Red Sox because the Red Sox have struggled uh, of late. I think the giant, nobody had the giants doing what they're doing. I still with 30 some odd games left would, uh, if somebody said, Hey, pick a pony, I'd, I'd hook up to hook my, my chips, if you will, to the Dodgers. I just think yeah, they're, they're, they're getting healthy again. Mm-hmm. You know, they're so deep, as we know. And that's not to be in any way disparaging or slight what the Giants have done. But uh, I just that, that Dodger team is, is good. At, I was talking to Buddy about this yesterday. I said, where, where do they rank in all your years in baseball? And. He said, man, they're up there. He goes, I don't want to go Big Red Machine. He goes, because that's kind of sacrilegious. I mean, they've – Yeah. <laughs> and so on. But he said, top to bottom. I mean, they're, they're as good as any team he's, he's seen. I yeah. Mean, think about it, Drew. They've lost four-fifths of their rotation. And they still roll out Walker Bueller, Cy Young candidate. Now, Max Scherzer, Cy Young candidate. Yeah. Uh, so
0: you know, and then, then you
1: know, Urias behind those two guys, it's it's
0: pretty formidable. <laughs> it it's it is absolutely wild the amount of talent they have. But yeah, and and I agree with you. I I think the smart money is still on them overtaking it. But it it's going to be interesting to see the role that the Rockies play in this down the stretch because they're playing a lot of these teams. And right now, you know, Patrick and I were talking about. Uh, a couple of days ago, maybe about a week ago now, you know, this is a team that nobody wants to come to Coors Field with important games on their schedule late in the season. But then you take one from the Dodgers in their place, and I looked at the, uh, you know, the numbers just since May twenty first. The Rockies are forty four and forty. I mean, that's not a small it's more than half size of more than half games. Than. No. Yeah, that's more than half of a baseball season. Now we know, you know, there's been some. Yeah, they they've caught some Cubs here and there, and the Marlins, and and I get it, but those teams are always on the schedule. That is, and everybody else plays no. them too.
1: Hey, listen, listen to your point. Tampa's sixteen and one against Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore's awful, but it yeah. still counts. Go talk to the San Diego Padres about beating up on teams they should beat up on. The Rockies, you know, people from mm-hmm. ben, they would point, hey, you got to beat the Rockies. The Rockies won the season series 11 games to eight. They didn't play well against Arizona. Arizona has had an awful year. You know, mm-hmm. the Rockies, it's, it, it's, you know, probably lower middle class where they are, 10 games below 500. You know, not awful, but certainly, you know, they're not, a, they'd have a lot of work to do to be a 500 club. Um, so... You, you beat who's on your schedule and there's always going to be high quality teams middle of the road teams and then you know teams that are also runs so uh, you know I listen the Rockies you know, 44 and 40 over 84 games is is nothing to sneeze at
0: yeah it, it's been interesting and and there's one other point that you know just for these last two games before we get into some of the the bigger picture stuff that no, we don't talk a lot about Bud Black other than we're generally heaping praise on, on him, which I, I think is fair. And, and we do every once in a while, uh, Patrick and I will get into some, you know, critical stuff. But there's one thing I thought we really should point out that, you know, he could, in a year like this, dig his heels in, stick with his veteran closer and say, you know, I'm not going to make a change. We're probably not going to the postseason. I want to keep everybody with their, where they're at. I want to keep some stability I don't want to maybe embarrass my guy, though we know Daniel Bard's not embarrassed by it or whatever, but he didn't have to make a change is what I'm saying. He could have stuck with his guy, but that he went, you know, let's give a step as a shot. Let's get him in there. Let's flip him around. Let's do something. Let's inject some juice into that bullpen. They, everyone needs to be doing a little better. Let's see if shaking it up. And I think it's easy to say, Oh yeah, of, of course he could do that, but he very easily could have gone the other way. And I like the active, Managing uh, to try to get every win that he can, regardless of whatever people may think about reverse standings and all of that, but he's trying to help his guys win baseball games, and I thought that was a a, a good move for a manager to make at this point in the season.
1: I, I, I applaud him for doing it. He he does everything in the right way. He's dealing with a a, a very bright. Adult. I mean, he's in his mid 30s. I mean, Daniel Bard <laughs> understood it. Uh, I talked to Buddy about it yesterday. Uh, he said he was great. He um, They talked about, you know, more importantly than the conversation about, hey, I'm, I'm taking out of the ninth inning, which he understood. They were talking about the the mechanics and pitch selection of getting yeah. back online against left handed hitters in particular, who've really hurt him over a thousand OPS this year and a 345 batting average. And last night, Listen, he was better. Um, he, he he attacked more with his fastball against lefties, and more of his hard slider. That's uh, you know the, that he, he wants him to simplify things. Sometimes when you have a really um, observant guy, bright guy, a studier, um, they can do too much in terms of um, thinking their way through how to handle you know various hitters. So, uh, listen, buddy. Like anybody is a competitor. I hate you know people talk about they're tanking. You know what? Don't tell that. You you use that term. And if you walked in Baltimore's clubhouse and say, "Hey, you fellas are tanking right now," somebody's gonna knock you out. You know, seriously, because they're going. You think they're going out there and go, "Hey, let's just go through the motions, fellas." Their livelihoods at stake. There's individuals who are who are trying to stick around the big leagues or. To play for a contract, um, arbitration eligible guys. That that's bunk. Yeah, overall, does Baltimore know where they are and, and they have a really you know well stocked farm system? That doesn't mean anything until they perform at the big league level. So to tell Buddy Black, hey, listen, man, nail this in. Buddy, Buddy is trying to win baseball games while developing some of his younger talent. Right. And uh, he's been able to do that. Connor Joe's a great story. The you know the, the final emergence uh, uh, of uh, Brendan Rodgers is a really good story. Um, so I, I just I, I kind of get irritated when people say, oh, they're you know they're tanking or they should tank. No competitor is ever. Yeah. Gonna, oh yeah, <laughs> we don't get, we don't care about the outcome here because we're trying to lose. We're trying to get the, the first pick in the draft or the second pick in the draft. No guarantee. Yeah.
0: I um, I sent out a tweet the other day and <laughs> it got a, a lot of likes, but I think like by half people, like for polar opposite reasons, it was really funny because I was being sarcastic. And I think a lot of people thought I was being serious. Talking I, saw about- the, I
1: saw that tweet, Drew. Yeah. I saw that tweet. And I will tell you that I, I knew you were being sarcastic because I know you and I know where you stand. But if you just read it really quickly, I was, you know, you can, you know, you can make you pause for a second and go. Right. No. So because I'm glad you it, clarified it.
0: And, and and the reason I wanted to talk about it a little bit here is because it speaks to that point that what I, the, the point I was trying to illustrate is that we've all gotten kind of brainwashed into this very weird space. And it's not that it's wrong. Patrick and I have gone back and forth about this. I totally understand the intellectual argument toward tanking and rebuilds and all of that stuff. But what I was trying to point out was we've now got this weird system where fans are supposed to praise teams like Baltimore who are supposedly losing on purpose and be angry at teams like the Rockies who are trying to win. And this argument that you should actually not be happy that they're winning baseball games right now about the 40 and four and, and 40 that we just talked about, because that will make the Rockies think that they're better than they are. And they're actually not that good. So they should try to get worse to me is just mind boggling because it's like you should have a system. And know, this is my, the last part I'll get off the soapbox right after this, where everyone should be trying to get better. Like you said, goody compete. We, 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 We don't come to professional sports to see the best athletes in the world try not to win. That doesn't make any sense. And and the Rockies have publicly declared their desire to immediately compete and that that has been met with reticence in this time is baffling.
1: That ideology suggests that the the path to being – a contender is only through being horseshit for a few years okay. because it they'll point to Houston. Houston lost a hundred plus games for three years. They got a lot of top picks and, and not all of them, but, you know, Carlos Correa, you know, leading the chart, certainly panned oh. out. Uh, Bregman was a the guy they were able to take near the top of the draft. That one worked out. There's no guarantee. And yes. the people I want populating, Uh, A locker room, a clubhouse that that I am involved with or I'm rooting for as a fan is a bunch of hard-nosed competitors. Now, the Rockies are going to fall somewhere in that middle class, as I said earlier, lower middle class right now. But that doesn't mean that they've done harm to eventually trying to get back to, you know, putting a roster together that can compete for division title and, and ultimately a pennant and and a world championship. And I know that sounds like pie in the sky because they never won the division title, Uh, but you got to start, you got to start somewhere. It always sounds like pie in
0: the sky sky until you do it. Right.
1: (laughs) Right. So you got to, to me, you build with, with guys that can play and guys that uh, you know, have, have that, you know, what we always applaud Kyle Freeland for because he's demonstratively competitive. But listen, Herman Marcus has it. Uh, you know, Sensatella uh, has it. Um, you know, I think Gomber has it. And that's what you're going to win with. I mean, you watch – I mean, fans love Connor Joe, right? Well, he's doing really well. You can see, man, This it's important to this guy. It's important to this guy. and And you're seeing his talent – uh, born out that that's who you want to go to battle with that's who you want to root for if you're a fan yeah
0: well we toast our breck brews i've still got strava craft coffee but our theoretical breck brews and breck Celsius on this day to the competitors out there absolutely uh, you had one of them on your show we'll talk about him in just a second uh but you remember that you can get a be- bigger a bigger, a bigger breck Celsius down at the dnvr bar if you're a member of the family, highly recommend you become a member of the family today. Subscribe at the dnvr.com. You'll get access to all that written content. You'll get access to our Discord channel, which is a private chat room where we're talking baseball 24/7, all the other sports of course, what you're seeing on TV, any good movies lately. Uh what are you skiing or snowboarding finding good spots, good deals on stuff like that? Uh, Food, I saw people sharing recipes featuring our friends at Hassle Cattle Company today, stuff like that. You get in there, you get all that stuff, you get the annual, we'll send you a free shirt from the DNVR locker. And don't forget, there's still time to email gm at the DNVRbar.com and book your fantasy football draft. Uh, We'll hook you up with a couple of free pitchers of beer if you bring your friends down, do your fantasy draft at our bar. Gonna be a fun time, gonna be a good time. Also, a good time, as you know, anytime just around the corner, you get to go down to ball arena, watch a little hockey, watch a little basketball, be the season for that before you know it. But you know, our friends at ball are more than just arena havers. That's actually their they're, they're more recent thing. They're you know, they're big into making the aluminum cans, jars, the glass, the sustainable materials, and they've really, really get gotten into the aluminum thing because 75% of all of the aluminum that has ever been created is still in circulation. They're really big on having a sustainable environment, on being a good tenant of the planet, and on being a good tenant of their workers. They've got equal hiring practices, uh, and as far as advancement, all of those kinds of things. So if you're looking for some work text golden to seven, seven, two, two, two. You'll get links to open positions. You can also go directly to jobs.ball.com and search for golden jobs.ball.com and search for golden or simply text golden to seven, seven, two, two, two. Working at ball, of course, could put a big old smile on your face and you know, your smile should be brought to you by our brought to us brought to everyone by our friends over at green mountain dental group. They do fantastic work. They treat you like family. They treat your family like their family. If you need any kind of dental work done, even if it's maybe the more serious stuff and you're going to need a a referral by them, they know the best people. They're located just 15 minutes outside of downtown Denver in Lakewood. They'll treat you right. They've been a longtime supporter of ours at DNVR. So if you want to go and get taken care of by some people you know really do care, then check them out. They'll hook you up that free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule your cleaning, x-ray, and exam today. At Green Mountain Dental Group. All right, Goody. I mentioned it before we were going into those uh, ads there. Austin Gomber. We've talked about him a lot. I I feel like you and I both gravitated toward him pretty early in the season. And uh, you you had him on the show recently. He's able to, you know, if you haven't listened out there, make sure you're subscribed. You can go and listen. Uh, you, You get a sense of how connected he is, how engaged he is, how intellectual his approach is uh, toward pitching and the, the kind of competitor that he is. Uh, I really enjoyed particularly something he had to say, Goody, about uh, not feeling like the rotation was like a one through five situation. Like, oh, okay, you're the one, you're the two. And he, and he did actually t- tip his cap in respect to Marquez, which I appreciate. He said, hey, we know if it's a big, big game. Marquez is getting the ball and we're all behind him, which I, I thought that's that's dope. Show that to the leadership. It was like, but after that, we're all doing the same things. We're all members of this rotation, and they feel like they run that deep. And I think that is a, a perfect mentality for, as he put it, a group that's gonna to be together for presumably several years to come.
1: You know, they assuming they sign, and I'd be really surprised if they didn't, if they're able to resign. Uh, John Gray, we've talked a lot about it on on your show. You guys, you and Patrick have talked about it. I've talked about it on my podcast as well. Uh, John wants to be here. The Rockies want him here. They're going to get a deal done. Uh, Again, I would be shocked if they did not. So that group is going to be together going forward. Now, see the Padres. See what's happened with the Dodgers. You need depth. Now, Ryan Rolison's never pitched in the big leagues. You hope he can provide depth. Uh, Peter Lambert, we saw for a moment or two, and then he had Tommy John. He'll be back uh, next year. You need more than that. You need it to be quality depth because you don't you don't know what those guys are yet. You hope. You right. keep your fingers crossed that, hey, they can be quality guys. You know, Chi-Chi's been a swing guy. But you need you need guys um, that can insert uh, – you know, you can insert into that rotation. The Rocky's been fortunate. Those guys have been horses, man. By and large, yeah. they, stayed, they stayed healthy. Knock on wood. Um, right. So you're building building around that. But they're made of the right stuff. And one of the reasons John Gray really wants to stick around is that he likes the struggle. And he likes the story of Mm. being able to do it with the Rockies where they're they're never anybody's sexy pick. Where everyone says you can't pitch at Coors Field. And uh, I, I really admire that. I really admire his uh, his gumption to get it done with with a with by and large a group of guys that he's grown up with and a group of guys that kind of have a like-mindedness to them uh, the toughness to win a course field the toughness to you know take the act on the road and now they have to get much better out there um, so uh, he feels it'll be more meaningful and I think for fans um, it'll it, it would be meaningful also now they got to go dead or done they need help we know that
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it, it's just hard not to look at this rotation and go, man, that is, uh, as will put it here, kind of connecting these last two conversations together in the comments says, what have we asked for since 1993 to build around starting pitchers? And now they have that. And some people want to throw it all away. It is, it is kind of wild, right? Well, like don't, don't blow that up. Build smartly around it uh, because you even see, you know, and, and we know these are, these are the rare moments, but in a game like last night where they're playing the Dodgers in their house, they do get a big moment from a veteran clutch bat and Charlie early. And then there are two guys who've been going as of late Kroner and uh, Diaz give them the late insurance that they need. The rare thing of course has been the bullpen holding up. But as we talked about, I think the last time you were on, and I've, I'm preparing an article on this because i just – the parallels are absolutely wild. You know, in 2016, the Rockies had arguably their worst bullpen ever. It was bad. You guys remember Jason Mott and Chad Qualls and and that whole situation? They were throwing dudes out there. It was before Scott Obert or Chris Russin were any good. Like, it was just – Boone Logan was the best guy in that bullpen. Okay. to to give you a a reminder of what we're talking about. And the next year in 2017, it was the best they've ever had. You know what they added? Greg Holland, who hadn't pitched in a year. Now, they, they landed a big one there. That was huge. They needed that. And so you need one of those for next year. But when you go, oh, man, how could they possibly go from the bullpen they've had this year in 2021 to an excellent bullpen in 22? where all of a sudden you're, you're winning these games on the regular. Well, there's actually precedence for that within this organization's recent history.
1: Yeah, there's precedent throughout baseball. Yeah. Uh, bullpens, we've talked about bullpen arms. By and large, uh, you know, it's good year, bad year, good year, bad year, that sort of thing, and, and you hope that you, you take a couple of guys and hope they rebound. Sometimes it works, sometimes it, it doesn't. It obviously – um, you know worked uh, a, a couple of years ago and Greg Holland came back and he had a had a terrific year. So um, the bullpens can be fixed somewhat quickly. You just keep your fingers crossed that um, you know that that more guys than not are able to step forward and have good years and then ultimately you have a pretty good bullpen. Uh, the other areas when you talk about, uh, augmenting what they already have, if they're able to re-sign CJ Crone, um, and they need they need a couple more bats. And um, I think their you know outfield type players is what we're talking about uh, slash first baseman, uh, maybe middle infield now also because you don't know what's going to happen with Story. So, you know, Trevor clearly to me. You, you never know. You never know until they get out there. I mean, Trevor's a real. It's really getting talented. a
0: little more interesting, isn't it? You talked well, about he, I mean,
1: he's hurt, he, unfortunately, because I loved him, yeah. love him as a kid, and I'm just being objective here. He, he's hurt himself in the open market, and there are other factors, whether he was having an extraordinary year or, by his standards, a subpar year. I think that what's happened with Frankie Lindor going into a new CBA. Um, I think there are going to be more teams, even the wealthy teams, that are going to be cautious in doling out these 8, 9, 10-year, $250-plus and deals. I really do. Um, and so I think Trevor would have been hurt in that regard to begin with. That's not to say he wasn't going to get a super lucrative deal. and Then there may be a team out there says, listen, this kid's too talented. He's going to bounce back. The medicals right. check out because they're going to check out that, that elbow and wonder why... You know, he struggled throwing the baseball uh, this year, but they're going to bet bet on a guy with his makeup and his track record. And so somebody out there may, you know, say, hey, listen, we'll give you five years and 125 million or something like that. Uh, but it, it may not be in that realm. But anyhow, in terms of the Rockies getting better, they need at least two additional uh Adult bats. I keep using that term, yeah. and I always go yeah. back to Drew, the Michael Kadire type, the Justin Verot yeah. type. The, the you know they're not going to break the bank. They're going to be pros in how in their approach at the plate. They still have enough left in the tank. They're going to be great in the clubhouse, but again, they're not looking for a hundred and twenty million dollars because they're they're at that point in their career where maybe a two or three year deal for you know. 45 or 50, something like that um, would, would strike their fancy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, and again, they've, they've had a decent track record with some of those guys, even on, on the lower end of that spectrum. CJ Crone is a guy, you know, they, they yeah. didn't break the bank, looked at the production you're getting out of him, uh, you know, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do there. All right. I, I do want to talk to you about a, a new, issue that has become a little bit of um, uh, one of my new pet issues. But, of course, you know I always love placing bets on DraftKings Sportsbook, having a whole lot of fun on there, making a little bit of extra cash, or sometimes just making a few extra at-bats a game that much more exciting. You got someone to hit a home run, boom, four at-bats in that game become much, much more exciting. You've got a a pitcher to go over under a certain number of strikeouts, and and he's sitting there on – just a, a half a strikeout under what you need. So you need one more K and he's on 90 pitches. And so, you know, this is probably his last inning. Ooh, that gets the juices flown. It's a whole lot of fun. Check them out. Uh, now is obviously, uh, as I've said before, the best time to get in, they've had some great deals before in the past. This is probably the best one. So if you've ever been hesitant, by the way, and if you're new to it, they make it really easy to use. Uh, you can also watch our DNVR Bets show, or if you're in our Discord, if you're a subscriber, chat with people. It's super easy to figure out. You can play super low dollar uh, amounts, and you'll get 200 bucks basically out of the gate to bet on whatever you want. Because when you download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR, you will receive... $200 in free bets when you just place $1 on any week one college football game. It's promo code DNVR to get your free $200 in bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Goody, I uh, I recently wrote up, I've, I've switched positions on the shift. I have become a ban the shift guy, and I was not before. So uh, why why don't I start by just letting you, know uh, where where do you have a, a position on the shift uh, at all? Because <laughs> it's not one of the, I don't think there's been a huge momentum so, uh, toward think- banning it, but I think the st- talk is starting.
1: It's an interesting one because I could be persuaded to move from what my position has been. And that is it's the manager's discretion and his defensive coordinator, uh, their discretion, their analytics department to play their players, their pawns anywhere they want defensively. Right, and you know it's part of the the fascination of how teams go about their business, and and maybe it's incumbent on the offenses to figure out a way to combat that, as opposed to you know just continuing to hit into the shift if you're a left-handed batter, a left-handed right. power hitter. But I'm not beyond, as I stated a moment ago, being persuaded that okay. You can move, you know, a guy up the middle, but you can't cross over and be on the the right side uh, initially. Or you can shift, but you can't use the short fielder. Everybody has to have their feet on the dirt. I I still would lean against that. But if I, again, I'm not trying to be wishy-washy, but I guess I am, is that I can be, I, I, I think I could be compelled uh, you know, to move in a different direction. Um, I go back to uh, Drew uh, a few days ago. The Rockies played an inning with all those walks, where there was thirty-three minutes of baseball, and the ball was never in play. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah, you and I love the game, and you love the the minutia of the game. That that's boring. Okay? Yeah, that's boring. Yeah,
0: and, and that's coming kind of from two people here. who hate using that word to describe our game, right? But that was boring, right? Yeah. If you're going to try to, um,
1: you know, bring new people into the game and say, "Hey, man, it's exciting, it's this and that," and then you're going, oh, yeah. oh, "What's exciting about this?" Yeah, that, that's that's why that's why I tell you my current position. Yeah, uh, I I could back off that position as well.
0: No, I I love it because. That had basically been my position for quite some time as well, especially the, like, there's risk reward. The managers are deciding, you know, what to do here. And particularly that, and and I've seen a lot of this since I published the piece, you know, people saying, just punt or hit the ball the other way. Come on, it's a strategy. Counter it with play on the field. And then I went to the All-Star game, and I'm giving away the article a little bit here. Please subscribe and go read it anyway. But I went to the All-Star game, sitting there with my guy, Patrick Lyons. We'd all been there to see Shohei Otani all weekend. And he put on a show in the home run derby, but went, went out in the first round. It was a lot of fun. What a first round it was. But a little mild disappointment we didn't get to see him go a little farther. That's okay. He's going to start on the mound, and he's going to lead off the next game. First thing he does, hits a 90-mile-an-hour sharp Hard ground ball that would have been through the right side for a single most of the years you and I have been watching baseball. But the second baseman was in shallow right field, came right to him, picked it up, threw it first. I went, all right, okay, okay. Next batter, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Hits the hardest ball of the game, 111 mile per hour sinking line drive that nearly took Max Scherzer's head off. He ducked. Against going straight, that's an up the middle single for a hundred years. But of course, there's a fielder right there. So instead of runners at first and third, juice in the crowd, baseball game going, we've got two outs on balls hit right at guys, where the pitcher didn't really beat the hitter, but he's got two outs. The next guy struck out, nothing doing. And that was really the moment I went, even if you still make outs there. If you drew a line straight down second base and just said, two guys got to stand on the left side, two guys on the right beyond that shift all over. You want, if you've got a guy pulled up the middle a little bit more, okay, they would have had to have at least made a play. So I started thinking about all the other possibilities with runners, first and third, nobody out. Now we've got some juice in this ball game right away, or maybe, the fielders still get there, but we've got two web gems to start the game, and we've seen Adam Frazier and Fernando Tatis Jr. make a couple of stellar plays. What we saw was a computer sighted ahead of the game that that's where those guys are going to hit the ball, and and it was right, and that's neat and all, but I'm not convinced it's better baseball. And
1: no, and and I think for it's naive of people to think oh just beat the shift by. Um, you know, hit the ball the other way. It ain't that easy. It is not mm. that easy. You got guys throwing 98 and, you know, with, with movement and sliders and breaking balls and they're busting guys in. And it, it, it's not that easy folks. It's, it's not that easy to just, Oh, I'm going to hit the ball over there. It's not a video mm. game. And, and even, right. Even bunting um, is not. Uh, and, and if it's a certain guy You know, if you have a Freddie Freeman up or even a Charlie Blackman, okay, in certain situations, you're down a couple of runs and you're leading off the inning and it's a seventh, you can lay down a bunt to to create traffic. Okay, that's a good baseball play. Other than that, it's not a good baseball play to have your middle of the order guys just laying down a bunt so they can say they, you know, they got a hit and they beat the shift. And again, it's hard to lay down a bunt when we watch guys fail all the time. I don't know. What the answer is, um, because you have to be careful with this because they're game on the line situations where we've seen we've seen Buddy do this. You bring five, you know, the winning runs at at third, and and you bring five. You know, like a Garrett Hampson comes in from the outfield. You go with two outfielders and you have five infielders, Mm -hmm. and I and I like that. I think it's uh, it's interesting to see how managers, you know, combat being on the precipice of losing a ball game. So, yeah. Let let's yeah. see let's see how it plays out.
0: Yeah, that that's an interesting I hadn't thought about the uh when you bring the outfielder in uh, element of it. But the other thing to your point and I've always been kind of like hey, it's not just about the entertainment, but it is ultimately about entertainment. I started thinking about other sports, you know, the 3 3 seconds under the basket in the NBA. Like that Basically, you could just as easily argue, well, then sh- shoot the ball from further out. Don't go in there and try to dunk on dudes if it's not a good strategy. And I want to place my seven footer under the basket and just put him there and deal with it. Well, they put a rule in that says, no, that's not really that much fun to watch. If we make it so there has to be constant movement, it's just more fun. And it is. It's, it's better basketball. And so I feel like in the same way, like you said, it's just not viable strategy for most of the best hitters to change their game so much that they're trying to bunt or hit through the shift. That's not a a brand of baseball. Too many people want to see anyway, whereas these laser line drives, hard grounders that used to get through, or maybe they're diving stops and, and great defensive plays now, but either way we're increasing action in the game. We're getting the ball in play a lot more often and, you know, there's even been a lot of interviews with guys lately about the three true outcomes thing. And they talk about the shift as an element of it, that you're trying to hit a home run because putting the ball hard in play isn't quite as rewarding as it used to be. I think if we went back to an era where guys were rewarded for hitting the ball hard in play, we'd see more of it. And, you know, I think it's one of the more natural ways that we can get more action in the game. Um You know, like I said, I'm a recent convert here, but it really was that moment in the all-star game where I went, because it's a showcase, right? You go there to see the best baseball players in the world do their thing. And when Otani and and Vladi both did these kind of great things and weren't rewarded for it, I felt like, wow, what a missed opportunity for this crowd. And then I realized that's kind of true of every game, just on a smaller scale, but every baseball game, you want to see the best do the best and that a guy made an out, not because the fielder made a great play or the pitcher made a great pitch, but because the computer made a great educated guess, to me is less entertaining and less baseballing.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's been so many times calling games where, you know, you were taught for years and years and years, stay in the middle of the field, stay, you know, uh, hit it back yeah. to the originator. And I've seen yeah. bullets, as you said, with Vlady Jr. I remember that swing you know, uh, right past the pitcher's ear, basically, and it's an out. And sometimes calling these games, you know, on monitors when they're on the road, you know, because of COVID protocols still and and not being in the ballpark, you'll see a ball that's smoked up the middle. I saw one in the last day or two, and you're thinking, oh, base hit, line drive, and there's a guy standing right there, boom, fields it or catches the line drive. Uh, so – Again, uh, I'm being redundant, but I could be persuaded the other way. The ball has to be in play more. The ball has mm-hmm. to be in play more. There has yeah. to be uh, more excitement and and listen, I think it's more of an opportunity. Here's an argument against what I was saying earlier. If you have two guys on the left side, two guys on the right side, these marvelous athletes, the best athletes that baseball's ever had and the best conditioned athletes baseball's yeah. ever had, there's more opportunity to see a Tatis show his great range, or Trevor Story show his great range, right. Ryan McMahon, because well, there's not a guy 15 feet to my left. There's there's no one for you know for 50 feet or 60 feet or whatever it is. Right. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see where this is going to be a very interesting off season yeah. for, for a variety of reasons. But with the collective bargaining agreement. Um, having to be settled and hopefully there's no sort of lockout. uh, Both sides realize that would be catastrophic for the game, just like they did damage. I thought last summer when they're quibbling and and half the country's unemployed, Um, Mm. but they're going to talk about all of these things moving forward. Um, And uh, so this is not the last of it that uh, people are are hearing. Right.
0: well, uh, all right, last couple of games here in, in LA, and then uh, off to Texas, right? Yeah, early. yeah. Okay. Uh, so, what are you what are you looking forward uh, to seeing here out of the team next few days? What you, we had some people talking about it earlier. What they've had their eyes on. Uh, Mark really enjoying the evolution of Rogers and McMahon, and of course Joe. Joe. Joe, Joe, Joe. We can't go an entire DNVR Rockies podcast without mentioning Connor Joe. I think it's illegal. I think I get fired if that happens. So. Well, he's a
1: joy to watch because you know you're going to get a great great at bat. And and I yeah. think I think I'm speaking for a lot of Rockies fans and and a lot of fans of you know the DNVR Rockies that are regular followers. or you and Patrick and read read your stuff and listen to the podcast on a daily basis and hopefully you know check mine out as well. Is that? if the game is on the line and you could pick one or two guys to take that at bat for the Rockies would say the, the winning run at third or the tying run at third and the winning run at second, Connor Joe's probably going to be one of those two guys. Cause you know, you're going to get a high quality at bat every time we know it's baseball. They're not going to come through even half the time. Nobody does that. Nobody hits 500 with runners in scoring position over a long uh, period of time. But Connor Joe is in that conversation. Uh, he's been he's been terrific. Now to your original question of what I'm looking forward to, I'll start specifically with tonight. John Gray going against David Price. Uh, you'd like to see another, you know, mirror image of last night with the Rockies. Yeah. You know, are able to create some traffic, get some big swings, three home runs last night, and the rotation has is coming off a great July. Uh, Kyle Freeland has continued to pitch well. But there's been a little hiccup, you know, for Herman of late. I think Sen pitched pretty well of late. There's been a bit of a hiccup from John Gray. It's not been awful, but, you know, the last four, I think it's a six-plus ERA. So you'd like to see him return and, and, you know, have one of those six- or seven-inning type of performances where he just gives up a couple of runs and gives the Rockies a great chance, uh, as Kyle did last night. So, you know, you're hoping for kind of a little bit of a bounce back performance uh, for John tonight specifically.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely looking forward to that. I've been noticing it's there's an irony to the fact that the team overall has been playing much better, but this month of August, really just the last couple of weeks. And, and like you said, it's mostly just been Gray's been a bit more hittable. Gomber's been a bit more hittable. Marquez has been a bit more hittable. And they, none of them have been terrible. They just been They'd all been so good, like the starting rotation has been stellar for months, and now they're they're kind of okay right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, in case, yeah, in the case of Gomber, uh, you know, misplaced slider in his last outing that, that Patrick Wisdom of the Cubs uh, hit out. I thought his stuff was really good. I thought he was dominant. Uh, you know, he struck out, I believe, uh, nine again, eight or nine, something like that. Uh, but yeah, you got to eliminate that that one or or, or two pitches. Uh, that allows another team maybe to get back in the ballgame if it's uh, if it's a close affair. So, you know, across the board, you'd like to see these guys return kind of to the form they had in July. Again, Kyle's been there, you know, Sens has been pitching well. But, uh, you know, with Gray, with Gomber, and with uh, with Marquez moving forward.
0: And it is always fun to win in L.A. Even more fun if you can win a series against a competitive, contending trying to, to get them. So let's see. I mean, it's, it's certainly on the table at this point. The Rockies have been much better on the road as of late when the starting pitching is going well. You we know, they can do anything. So wouldn't that be a story? That, that might catch a few national uh, headlines, but people looking in going, wait, what happened?
1: Hey, if you beat L.A., you get high marks. And I enjoy watching L.A., even though it, yeah. it, you, I want nothing more than to see the Rockies beat them and beat them decisively. I like greatness. I like watching teams that are outstanding. I like how they go about their business. I like the at-bats they take. And and it's a it, it's such a deep lineup. For two straight days, Max Muncy's not in the starting lineup. He'd been scuffling a little bit. He came off the bench to a pinch hitter. He's an MVP, legitimate MVP candidate in the National League. And they could afford to keep him out of the lineup two days in a row. One was kind of a rest day, the final game in San Diego. Yesterday, Uh, You know, rest day, plus they're facing another left-hander. He was 0 for 18 uh, before his uh, strikeout last night. Uh, Mm -hmm. Keep him out of the lineup. Uh, Bellinger, I know, I I still think he probably isn't 100% from the shoulder surgery. Yeah, He's not had a Bellinger year, but this is a former MVP who's still young and gifted and scares the heck out of you when he comes up. They're so deep. Those two guys aren't even in the lineup, and they have Will Smith, who's extraordinary, batting eighth. So when you beat beat that team, it means a whole heck
0: of a lot. Yeah. All right. We'll see what they do. We know you all will be watching on AT&T Sportsnet. You'll be watching the whole team there. Make sure you're downloading to the – downloading to the – I don't think that's how you say it. It's downloading to the Drew Goodman podcast. That's something I would
1: say, Drew. Come on,
0: man. Make sure you are downloading to the Drew Goodman podcast. Uh, Fantastic conversation. Uh, with Austin Gomber. enjoyed uh, as you get deeper into your thoughts on the story situation, all that stuff. Must listen for any Colorado Rockies fan. I know you'll be watching along for the rest of this road trip. Hit us up on social media with your thoughts, at Drew Creaseman, at Drew Goodman 42 Of course, you know, at Patrick D. Lyons and at DNVR underscore Rockies. Don't forget to subscribe to the DNVR.com for access to all the written content, the Discord channel, the free shirts, and all the other cool stuff that you get just for being a member of the family. Other than that, we can only ask that you continue to be absolutely awesome baseball fans out there. We'll continue being absolutely Drew Goodman and Drew Kreisman in here. And until next time, we'll see you at the ballpark.